Hey, you're listening to Tin Can Synth Jam. I'm Juanito, and every once in a while, I plug my synthesizer in and play it for about an hour and see what kind of stuff comes out, uh, whether I like it or not. I put it on this web, this uh, podcast. Um, right now, I have my microphone sounding about as clean as it has ever sounded. I'm impressed. It's going through a high pass filter, which is cutting out almost most of the yeah, all the low frequency noises. This is a resonant high pass filter, so I can bring in some real piercing, irritating highs, <laughs> or I can get some resonance down low. Turn this into an actual bass monster. Let's see if I can do that. Get some. Uh, This circuit is half of, no, I'm sorry. This is a polyfusion four-pole high-pass filter. Half of this polyfusion high-pass filter um, is what I used as, I had to redesign some parts of it for some reason. I don't even really understand why. I designed my, I call it the ZVHP, ZV. Uh, is in uh, a send-up of my friend. His name is Constantine. He is a producer. He produces under the name Zvuko. And ZV is the first two letters of Zvuko. It means sound, I guess. Um, anyway, this that is part of my kick chain. That's the high-pass filter, which if you turn a high-pass filter almost all the way open, or very open, like mine is right now, and turn the resonance up high like I'm doing right now, you can get a sound to resonate. Let's see if I can do that. Well, there's the resonance higher. It's a very controllable filter. Turning it down into the bass area. Crank that resonance a teeny bit more and everything becomes very bassy. I better turn that off. That's my alarm to go do bed check. And I'm on break. I don't have to do bed checks right now. There we go. Back off on the resonance. Just enough to fade it out. Nope, it's not faded out. Okay. Um, yeah, this is a polyfusion four-pole high-pass filter. The polyfusion schematics drawn by, oh, I used to remember his name perfectly, Ron, um, Ron, and he, uh, I'll remember his last name in a little bit, but I met him back in 2018 at KnobCon, and I got a sticker from his booth, a polyfusion sticker, and that sticker is across my ribbon controller which fills me with joy every time I look at it. Yeah, so I got to meet one of my idols. His name was Ron. <laughs> Can't remember his last name. But he has such a meticulous and careful schematic drawing. And this is these schematics were drawn back in the, um, you know, 60s, 70s, Polyfusion, doing their thing. Um, and he was a Moog employee, and he uh, split up on his own and designed his own, uh, you know, circuits. Um, his four-pole high-pass and low-pass filters are both based around the um, OTA. CA30-3080 is what he originally designed it with. Um, I used an LM13700, well, a pair of them, because it's a four-pole filter. And uh, those are basically exact copies of the CA3080, but there's two per die, which makes them super well matched. So if anything, a um, filter built with a pair of LM13700s, it might actually be superior to a, you know, original polyfusion filter. And back in the 70s, the polyfusion filters were like $175, maybe $275, I can't even remember. 
It was outrageously expensive. And of course, inside it, at this point, is a few dollars worth of parts. Just crazy how cheap everything has become. Um, even a really high quality four pass high pull filter in Euro rack mod, uh, format is not as expensive as the um, in exact money what just happened. Oh, how fascinating. All right, I accidentally had my, this is why my um, microphone sounds so clean. For some reason, if I plug it all the way in, there's basically a ground loop. And this is all one circuit. The back of my synthesizer is nothing but a bunch of wires, spiderweb all over the place. So if I just plug in the audio and not the ground, Actually sounds better. Let me try it with the other way. That's yep. all right. Anyway, I've been blabbering on for so long about Perlman. Is that his last name? Ron St something. It's his name is on the. Ah, oh, I'm so disappointed in myself. All right. So let's bring in some music. I have a brand new module, which I will play for you right now. Are you ready? I hope you are, because here it comes. Oh. This is... What I'm looking at is a three-color LED that's just blinking and flashing different color lights. When I I designed that this is a based on a design that I found on the internet. Super Warp Generator. Rasmusynth, that's it, I remembered. Rasmusynth Super Warp Generator. It's one of these LEDs which has a little teeny driver inside of it. It's a two-leg LED, but you connect it to power, and when you do, it flashes in different colors. And when you listen to one of the legs, this is what you get, this weird little noise. I have seven all in one module, and we can listen to all seven right now. is a unpredictable
turns out. Turns out the control voltage of my 7 LED Rasmussen thingamabopper doesn't really sound that interesting. The weird little tree frog noises is weird enough. Alright. 8-procedurally-generated sequence here. Let's go with it.
got pitch. And it has a CV input to adjust it, which is plugged into a voltage control slider. So you can do FM. And of course, that's my ah, dual tone TV telephone. get into something with a little bit more rhythm.
listening to right now is the Rasmussynth LED uh, super warp generator. I never turned that off. Um, and what that does is it releases that little chirp, but also it does like a little square wave when the certain emitters in the, inside the LED, when they're um, blinking on and off, like flash, flash, flash. So when that flashing is happening, you can use that edge to trigger, that's what I'm doing. I'm triggering a um, filter, and I'm pinging the filter. I'll unplug the Rasmussen, and I'll plug it into a trigger right here, where's an available trigger. There we go. This is my best filter for doing this. It is a Thomas Henry VCF1. It's basically a two-pole OTA, which is the LM13700 I mentioned earlier. OTA-based um, voltage control filter. It's not exactly the same as the MS20. The MS20 is a lot easier to build, so I build those now when I need a filter. This one's a lot more complicated, but this one pings so well. Uh, the ping is voltage control, or the, the pitch of the filter changes the tone of the ping. Also, it's being voltage controlled, so I'll unplug that. Yep. Very useful for cool percussion noises. quite deep enough to do proper bass drum. But it makes a nice little muted sort of pop. Turn down the resonance and you just get a click. That's boring. <laughs> Maybe not. I thought the little Acastiotone beep noise from my goofy little, I think, I, what did I call it? I don't even didn't even name this module. Nope. But my intention was for it just to be a that's this one right here. Nope. That one. Or this one. Which as I mentioned earlier is uh frequency modulated. Anyway, yeah, that was uh, that was quite a jam. I felt, I, feel, I don't know, I mean, what is that noise? Oh, it's still this. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I felt good about that jam. Um, I never really know how good they are or how bad they are until I listen to them. But that was weird. There was some weird stuff going on. I'm going to turn down. I don't know if this is getting obnoxious. Okay. Yeah, um... Make sure that you like and subscribe. Rate it. My silly podcast. 
here. I'm unplugging all my stuff. it easy everybody stay safe be well wear a mask vote for joe biden and see you next time